How do I have conversations about actual sex acts with my sixth class kid when he doesn't want to have them? I'm good with lots of conversations, but the nitty gritty topics are really hard to talk about in an ongoing and gentle way. And welcome back to another episode of Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in a car with you every week to help you raise a confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Okay, so I love this question. So many parents have a variation of this specific questions. Some of us may be getting good at having conversations about puberty or hygiene or consent, but when it comes down to the nitty gritty conversations about what actually people do with their bodies when they're with someone else's body, that's a whole other thing. Most of us tend to seize up and just go, ah, can't do this. There are three different types of parenting styles. And um, if you fit into one of these particular parenting styles, this will be the question for you. There is an authoritarian parenting style, which is the what I say as a parent goes and my kid just has to get in line. There is the permissive parenting style, which is like, I love my kid, I want the best for them, so I'm just going to go with what they want. And then there is the collaborative parenting style, which basically is, I know that I'm an adult and I have responsibilities to my kid and at the same time I want to go along this journey with them because I value the things they have to say and I respect their their feelings and their ideas. It's the third type of parenting style that is going to put you in this difficult position as a parent. You know that your kid needs information to do with sexuality and relationships and um, all the sort of things that bodies do but you recognize that they feel really weird and they don't want to have this conversation with you. So you're in a difficult position. What are you going to do? And that is what this question is saying. Like, how am I going to give the, the information to my kid that they need? How am I going to show that I can talk about this stuff and at the same time respect their feelings? Let's get down to business. There are three ideas that I have. Let's talk about how you can feel about this conversation, which will empower you to move forward. Do you remember when your kid was two, one and a half, two, and anytime you needed to go somewhere in the car, you would have to put them in their car seat in the back. Remember those car seats that you really had to strap them in, the five-point harness? And I don't know about you, but my kids, sometimes they were okay with getting in it, but a lot of the times they were not, particularly my lads. And they would be like, no. And do you remember the banana move where they would use their little banana body to mean that you couldn't actually physically get the straps on? Ah, I still remember it. Describing that actually makes me feel a bit like frustrated. And in those situations, there was no way I could drive to the shop if my kid was not in a car. That was a hard boundary I had. It was, there was too much at stake. That was not going to happen. In the same way, if you situate this conversation like that, like that there is too much health related, um, stuff on the line that these conversations really need to happen, then you have a sense of your responsibility. So you get clear on this is my responsibility. This is not so much about maybe saying to my kid, will you please clean your room or will you polish your school shoes, which the outcomes of those, okay, it depends how bad the room is, but the outcomes of those are really, they're not about life and death like the car seat was. So in the same way, this conversation about sex acts, what, 
well, there could be life and death on the line, but I'm thinking more about the idea of how our kids learn about self-acceptance and how that limits shame that can be put on them later on in their life. And the whole reason that we're doing some of these conversations is to get our kids really clear on they are wonderful their body is wonderful they want to do intimate things with someone else with their body and that is really good in the context of consent and that they might want to do different things than the person that they're with and that's okay that's absolutely okay um it doesn't mean the other person has to do what they want to do right so we're giving our kid this variety this sort of awareness of everybody does different things with their body and what you want to do is okay in the context of consent but it doesn't mean that someone has to do it with you so we've got a boundary this information is important we're wanting to avoid shame for our kid so we want to have this conversation but we don't want to push them into having this conversation so that's the second point we are doing this in a collaborative way so you have your hard and fast boundary this conversation needs to happen how it happens where it happens when it happens that is open to negotiation and that is your gentle way so you are able to negotiate with your kid about this conversation so the second point you need to give yourself an in how are you going to start this conversation and one of the most effective uh starting techniques that I know and that I talk to parents about is the I learned something new today starting technique. So this conversation could be started like this. I learned something new today. When um, people use the word sex, they think it only means one thing and it actually means 10 or 12 or 20 or like a never ending amount of things. Most people don't know that. Most adults don't know that. And I need you to know that. So how are we going to have this conversation? Okay, so what you're doing there is you're talking about the conversation, but you're not having the conversation. For some people, that conversation is not going to be accessible, and that's okay. Um, we all have different entry points for these convos, so if this doesn't work for you, just leave it. Watch the rest of the video and see if there's one thing you can implement, maybe just one thing. Maybe what it is is learning about having a hard boundary about something, like the car seat, or like a conversation about something else. Okay, so that's the second thing. The third thing then is how this conversation can take place. So you've got the fact that it needs to take place and you're feeling comfortable with your boundary. You've got one way to do it, which is I learned something new today. And the third thing is then how this is going to happen. I have a few pointers for you. The car is always a good place. I know people go on and on about the car, but when you're facing forward and doing something where you're both facing forward in the same direction, it's far less stress. It's not this confrontation face-to-face -face thing. So that's useful. Um, you could try it if you're walking the dog. I don't know if you walk the dog, if you even have a dog, but that sort of activity where you're doing something with your kid. The other way to think about it is, what does your kid want from you? What is something they deeply desire? It could be a new pair of shoes, or they're looking for a new book, or there's something that they're asking you for that you haven't got around to deciding. Think about it like a trade-off. Your kid wants to go shoe shopping, and you wanna have this conversation. You say to that kid, actually, I've been thinking about the shoes. Yep, absolutely. Let's go shoe shopping. Um, I've got a conversation I want to have with you anyway, so that works really well. Get in that car and go. And then you're making it a win-win situation. You're getting your convo in, the kids are getting their shoes, and everyone is sort of happy. Final idea is 
not all our kids in our family are created equal. Some of them are more amenable to conversations than others. And this sort of conversation about all the different types of intimate acts or sex acts um, is something that you can have with children um, or young people. And then you may have a kid in your family that is more open to these sort of things. And if that is the case, you can go to them and you can say, listen, I have a conversation I need to have with your brother or your sister and I'm not really sure how to go about it because they're feeling anxious or worried or embarrassed. Have you got any tips for me? Is there any way you could support me? And then listen to what they have to say. Kids are amazing like that. And if you're going to your kid and asking you for support, then they sort of feel like, huh, I have something to contribute this family. I'm, um, I'm valued and I have um, ways that I can support my parent and young adults and older kids they love that dynamic because it's so not what they're used to in the world that is constantly talking down to young people one final thought before i leave you there was an amazing film that we managed to watch in family movie night a few weeks ago called um, the children act emma thompson is in it ah love emma thompson um and that sort of talks about this idea of um things sometimes needing to happen for young people that they don't want to happen. It was in the context of a blood transfusion. She's a judge and she's trying to sort of work through that law. So if you're feeling a little bit icky about having a hard boundary around this conversation needs to happen, uh, watch the movie. It might give you sort of some sort of sense of um, composure or clarity around the actions adults sometimes need to take for the benefit of their kids and I'm just going to say right now that I am a huge proponent of listening to kids and hearing what they have to say and it if at all possible, incorporating that into my way of parenting and the family life. So I am not a pushover by any stretch of the imagination, but I have this real clear sense of what my kids say, how they feel, and their emotional reactions to things are super important. So I am with the parent on this. So the question was, how do I have conversations about actual sex acts with my sixth class kid when he doesn't want to have them. I'm good with lots of conversations, but the nitty gritty topics are really hard to talk about in an ongoing and gentle way. And that's sitting in a car for another week where I've helped you to raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them. Bye for now.